0: I want to just follow the agenda of the Holy Spirit tonight. Is that okay? And um, I'm not really asking permission, but I'm being kind. um, I'm teasing when I say that. Um, I want to follow the agenda of the Holy Spirit as I was looking at you. I always come to the stage in the evening services just to look at the people and to see who the Spirit of the Lord has highlighted already. And, And as I was looking at you, I was just so aware that God wants to deal with you, work with some people and uh, just set people free and bring you to a new place of liberty and freedom and god's ability to set us free is just miraculous amen can i have an amen so for a year, i want you to talk back to me and uh, don't just sit on don't sit quietly tonight uh, this morning we had the privilege to just um honor moms and again if moms are here tonight that wasn't here this morning it was so good for me to see that you know as the church was overflowing this morning on all sides you know, that moms just get honored, women get honored. and uh, But I, I have a, a task to do tonight. I want to speak to you about, um, and I will prophesy as the Holy Spirit leads us tonight. Um, and because as I was looking at people here tonight, I can see that the Lord wants to speak to people. Are you there? Are you? Can you just say amen? So we will get to it. But I, I want to speak to you about something, and I really believe you, you need to absorb what I'm going to say tonight because I want to speak to you about the blessing of persecution. And it's a topic that the Holy Spirit has impressed in my spirit. And um, it may sound like a weird topic for specifically this day, this Mother's Day. But I believe it's because the Lord wants to raise up a people that are understanding and a people that are balanced in a Christian approach. But more than that, we have to create a hunger amongst the people um, in a time such as this, because we've just sang... You are holy, you are holy, you are holy, Lord God Almighty. That song means the following this, that the, as the angels are flying around God's throne, they get a revelation of who He is. And as they get a revelation of who there is, is, their response is holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. The response of earth must be the, towards the message of the Son, holy, 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 holy. In other words, the fear of God creates the holiness of God. Amen. And so as I speak about this topic, I, I want to write, I want you to write certain things down tonight. Um, and much of what I'm going to say, I'm going to speak out a little bit out of my own life here and there. But I, I want to start off by saying this. Often the pressure that we are experiencing in life is the privilege we are called to. I want to say that again. Often the pressure that you feel in life is a privilege that you are called to. When we are called to a certain dimension of God, God will always allow certain things to come into our lives. Not that all things that are in our lives is from God. Amen. Can I just want to create balance in theology tonight. But when God has appropriated us to a certain privilege or a certain purpose in life, it will really, really determine what He will allow to come in. And I want just to understand that when it comes to sickness, when it comes to sin, Jesus Christ is the model. Jesus Christ put all of those things over to Satan. There's not one sickness, not one um, sin that God ever or Jesus himself ever wrote over to Father God. Everything was placed over to the devil. Come on, are you guys with me? Um, And we have to believe that to understand that the cross dealt of sickness and the cross dealt of death and the cross is going to deal with a lot of things in our life still. Amen. Let me just say the following. As I was thinking about this I, um, and the Lord started to speak to me about this, the Lord gave me a sentence and He said this. He said, there's blessing in the crushing. There's blessing in the crushing. And the following I believe is true, is whenever you hear the voice of God, whenever you hear the voice of God, your option to hear your own voice gets limited. me say it again whenever you have heard the voice of God speak to you about something your options as a human being gets limited immediately because when God speaks to you it limits your life immediately can I say that again It, it limits it in a good way in the following way if God says to me I must go to a place it limits me in the direction of his voice are you there I have a choice I can partner with God or I cannot go with God but whenever He speaks, He speaks. I want you to understand how God speaks. Whenever God speaks, He decrees. Whatever He says has to come to pass. Can I have anybody that say amen to that? The word of the Lord cannot fall to the ground. It can pass you by, but it cannot fall. Isaiah 55, 11 says, No word that proceeds out of the mouth of God can return unto Him void. It has to perform that what He ascended forth to do. I want you to see that the word is a message that God says. And I I want us to understand whatever God says is accountable to the scriptures. Come on, can I have anybody that says just say amen to this? Whatever God says remains accountable to the scripture. God's voice cannot speak void of the body of his scripture. In 2023, I think we have a great challenge that we have a lot of people that say the things on behalf of God, but it's void of the nature of the written scripture. God can never speak void of His Word. Come on, can I have anybody that's with me? The voice of God is always in sync with the Word of God, which is always in sync with the Spirit of God, which is always in sync with truth. So there's three that bear witness in heaven, the Son, the Father, and on the earth is the Holy Spirit. The blood, the Spirit, and the water always bear witness as one. What is in heaven has to be upon the earth, correct? And what I, what I found about this, and I believe that God wants to minister to you tonight, I want to help a lot of people out of this place tonight, is that we have to understand that as much as we speak about blessing, as much as we speak about freedom, as much as we speak about uh, the, 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 the benefits of God, we can never speak about those things void, that there's a reality to the Christian life called the crushing. There is a reality called the Christian life which is called suffering and persecution, trials and tribulation. An actual fact, nobody that really follows God can be void of these things. If we don't face any trial, any tribulation or any persecution, it might not be Christ we are following. You see, in the Western world, we have got options, therefore we are persecute We see persecution if uh, Wi-Fi doesn't work or but there's brothers and sisters around the world that has to uh, f- listen to the voice of God on a minute basis to stay alive and on this planet. Oh, come on are you guys with me? And what, I, what I'm hungry for to see, and I came with a message tonight, as I, I'm hungry to see a new, new type of Christian rise up, <laughs> that are not blessing hungry only, but that are person-hungry and are carriers of the blessing. And what I mean by that is this, is that there's the beauty of Christ, which is, and with the beauty of Christ and with the relationship of Jesus comes all His benefits. Healing is a benefit of the relationship. A blessing is a benefit of the relationship. Wholeness is a blessing of the relationship. But I I want you to understand tonight that whoever God calls, He crushes. Oh, come on, are you there? Jesus made the following statement, and it might not be so popular today, but it's true. Jesus said this, he says, in this world you will have trouble, but fear not, I have overcome the world. In other words, there is a Jesus that says, listen, the world you'll face many things, but I am the one that conquered all of them. Come on, are you there? I want to put some truths out in our spirit. Can you handle it tonight? I want you to, to understand tonight, for you, for you to stand on a promise, you have to be called. Anybody that is called by God will be tested by the Lord. The calling of God has got a promise with it, because whoever God calls, He promises things to. When God called me in 2004 and said, come and serve your Father, He never told me what's going to happen after that. Ever. He just said, come and serve your father. That was the the call. I knew I had a call. When I went to my dad the first time and told my dad, listen, I believe, uh, and I was studying law then, I said, I believe that there's a call of God upon my life. My dad said, absolutely not. You will go and you will be a lawyer because pastors are very poor. Please don't come and follow me to church. And he chased me away, honest to God. But I I said to him, "I, I feel inside of me there's a call of God and I can't escape it. And so I made up my mind to follow God uh, in spite of what my dad was saying at the time. And then eventually, well, you know, when you start to follow God, you will face persecution. God never included everything else that happened. And I don't want to bore you of everything else. And But what I can tell you this, whenever you are called, God, get ready to be crushed. Jesus is breakthrough of the the breakthrough of the world came in the crushing of Christ can I say that again the breakthrough of this world came in the crushing of Christ Jesus got crushed in the garden come on guys I know this I I hope I get more amens as we go Um, but anyway the Jesus makes this following statement through um, he says this when we face this uh, and I, I just wrote this down when we face persecution, it does not mean we have done something wrong. It often means we have chosen right. Um, and I want to tell you tonight that when you, when you follow the Lord your God, you will often be challenged with dimensions that you have never been challenged before. And I want to I preach out of my own life because... Uh, and I'm, I'm going to scripture because there's many things the Lord taught me in perseverance because the Bible says in Romans chapter number faith that there's a Christian breed that has to come upon the earth that has to be sons and daughters of the most high God but if the son of God Jesus the Christ learned obedience by what he suffered and he's the perfect model none of us will attain his perfection unless we suffer I know it's a message that nobody wants to hear but it's true There is perfection in persecution. It's a good place to say amen and you can put that on Facebook. There's perfection in persecution. Jesus made this statement and all the apostles also made the statements. They said the following. They said you are of this world but not in this world. Jesus echoed that prayer in John chapter number 17 where he said, Father, they are in this world but not of this world. Protect them from the evil one in this world. If we look like the world, we don't have authority over the world. Um, And I I want us to understand this because James and John says this to Jesus, they say, Lord, can we sit on your left and can we sit on your right? They want position. The Jesus answers them, and He says, listen, this position that you're asking for, I cannot answer you. This has been given to you by the Father or the Father will assign them. But then He says this question, listen to this, or He makes a statement. He says, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? And they make a massive mistake they say yes we are and Jesus answers that boldness and he says <laughs> he says surely you will in other words if you follow me this the the gospel that is that will free people up is a gospel that has a cross in has got blood in and it's got death to self in and do I have an amen are you guys there Jesus Christ, let let me say it like this. Jesus Christ did not die for men to pray a prayer and live like the world. Jesus did not die for men to pray a prayer and live like they want. Jesus Christ died so that men and women can come to Him freely. Give their lives to Him freely. And then pay with their lives the rest of their lifetime in honor to Him. The gospel of power is a gospel that will cost us something. Unless it costs us something, how do we know you're Christian? There's a gospel full of power, I tell you, that are, are, that are privy to, to some but not to all, but it will cost us our laying down of our lives. It will cost us that we will have to pay the price and hold on. It will tell us we must pay the price and say, and, and sometimes these prices, I want you to understand, most of the prices you will pay is hidden in the courts of man, but seen in the courts of heaven. And when I use the terminology, courts of heaven, I'm not talking about that weird doctrine about the courts of heaven. I'm speaking about whatever is hidden before man's eyes is seen before the Lord. Because the Bible tells us that in Matthew 6, 6, it says, When you go into thy bedroom, close thy bedroom, pray to your Father which is unseen, and your Father which is unseen will reward you openly. Come on, are you there? I can tell you out of my own life just a little bit about uh, standing and and understanding how to stand. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, if you've done everything to stand, stand there for. In other words, sometimes you will face stuff in your life that you don't have the answer for and you don't see the hand of God immediately for and therefore you have to trust in His character. I tell you the deep Christian life is a life where you don't see what you often pray for Yet you don't move because you haven't seen it yet. Because faith is not the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen by mistake. The Bible says we believe even though we don't see. I don't see gravity yet I believe in it. Come on, are you guys there? When you face persecution, you learn a lot of things about Jesus. I'll tell you the truth. You have never known unless you face persecution. Persecution is the biblical way of God promoting you. Say that again. Persecution is God's biblical mandate to promote you. Oh, hallelujah. Can you sense this, Brother Lord? Whenever you do face persecution, it's God that's busy promoting you. And as hard as it seems you have to hold on to his goodness he's good he's faithful he's just he's merciful and he's kind his nature doesn't shift because my situation shifts I want you to understand that his nature does not shift because my situation shifts In 2019 I can tell you quickly just one or two out of my own stories in 2019 27 uh november 2019 i stood next to my mom's bed and they said to us she is not gonna make it uh she had a virus called Streptococcus, and they said it's done it's over can't save her uh we were looking at lungs that they showed us the lungs and there was a little bit of a portion part of the top lung that was left and we said to the doctors whatever you need to do do it you'll fight we didn't know how to fight we just knew we had to pray and we knew there's a man called the healer that we know personally. His name is Jesus. And so as best as what we could, we said these words to the doctors. You do what you do. We do what we do. Together we fight. I said it's impossible. We said there isn't a word like impossible. There is just a word like healer. And I know you have medicine, but we have two. You have got yours, we've got ours. Let's fight together. And so in those moments, we we laid next to that bed and we started to fight. And I'm I'm sorry to tell you the story, but I have to tell you the story because I can't be real to the scriptures if I don't tell you what I've gone through in my own life. And so during that fight, we started to pray and we, we prayed miracle after miracle after miracle. Lungs came back kidneys was restored she came out of a coma we fought her in prayer out of it woke up spoke to us drank a tea had an attitude again my mom always got well when she had an attitude and then on the the Monday I was away uh, at another place and God spoke to me as I was in the car he said it's time to fetch mom I was like lord how how is this possible your word that you gave us it's not this he said but and i didn't understand but i had a weapon and this is my weapon i had worship a couple of days later mom went to be with the lord for jan 2020 march suddenly Happened and the whole world got shocked of COVID. Come on, 27 March 2020. Suddenly there was a new message on all of our screens called COVID. Suddenly uh, I was leading thousands of people and I didn't know where they were. Come on, are you guys with me? And I had a dad that lost a wife, 47 years in marriage. Come on, are you guys okay? And in if any Christian leader told you that they knew what they were doing in that hour, they were lying. Everybody was trying to understand what was busy happening. And thank be to God we were ready for TV. We were ready for everything we could go. But, Mom died on the, on the, on the Saturday. The Sunday I was in the pulpit. Bleeding as I was preaching. Because the call ask for perseverance I ministered to God's pride while my heart was bleeding come on guys are you understanding what I'm saying to you seven months later I greeted or eight months later I greeted my father to go to be with the Lord same season and in that season I learned a lot about Jesus and I learned that He's faithful in the crushing come on guys are you with me and I learned in that season that I held on to this Word and the Word was the Word that I got from God in 2004 that whoever He calls, He delights in. Come on, are you guys okay? And I think there's many people here that have lost people. It's June the next year, I lost my, my, one of my closest friends at that stage to me and a, a brother that was a brother to me for my whole life. I knew nobody like I knew him. I knew him from, actually from birth, we were together and he went to be of the Lord. And in all of this time, you had, you see, when you you are, when you are in my position, I'll just tell you one or two things. When you're in my position, you cannot bleed on the outside. You have to bleed on the inside. Are you with me? So when you face persecution, I want you to understand something. You find out very quickly who's your confidence and who's your comrades. Confidence is people that you can speak only honestly to and they don't judge you. But those that go into persecution with you and are only comrades or with the mission with you, you're going to find out who they are. They'll be the ones that will say things like we're praying for you, yet they never show up. Come on, guys. Are you with me? Confidence are those that you can cry with, shout with, praise with, Laugh with and heart stay connected. Come on, are you guys? You understand what I'm saying? So, when you go through a crushing, you always have to prepare your heart to see the division the, the that's going to happen between who is a confidant and who's a comrade. And as I was preparing this, the Lord asked me a question Where was the 5,000 that was fed when He died on the cross? Where was the 12 that He sat with for three and a half years? Maybe I can throw this out for you. What did God do wrong for one third of the angels to leave Him? So the exit of people out of your life is often never our fault. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. You get seasonal people, folks. You get lifetime people. And you have to define who's your confidence and who's going to do life with you. Because the ones that's going to do life with you, let me free you up tonight. Fight for them. Oh, hallelujah. But often, and to be honest to you tonight, I'll, I'll say that this. When you, are, when you are truly called by the Lord, your crushing is going to be private. God's going to crush you in places that no man will see. Because in that place, the arm of man cannot help but the Spirit of God can. God will crush you to a place that the phone calls will no longer help. It's where you cry out like David cried out. Let me give you the Psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord and He turned to me and He heard my cry. Psalm 40 verse number one. Are you guys there? Are you with me? Come on, am I helping somebody here tonight? Obedience to the call of God cannot come in a court of comfort but on the battlefield where faith must be tested. And as I, as I looked at this, the Lord said these words to me. He says, most Christians, please listen to me very carefully. Say of say me, listen, I'm going to help a lot of people tonight. And I know I'm contradicting maybe the day a little bit by preaching this. But, I, but all be good because we have to raise a Christian that are tough in their faith. Because the time is coming upon the world where this world, unless we hold on to the Scripture, I tell you it's passing by us. And we need a new type of Christian that can show power, show the person of Jesus, show the fruit of the Holy Spirit, can show the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all of them in one. A tough Christian. Are you there? And during this time, by the way, during this season, I went through one of the sentences that kept me was, how can I get past Paul that swam for 24 hours? that got beaten by rods that his head got crushed he was betrayed but he never gave up how can I par- get past Jeremiah that was sown into during a time that everybody loved Babylon and God called him to prophesy exactly the opposite what other prophets were prophesying because everybody was prophesying blessing and Jeremiah was prophesying the judgment of God Come on, are you there? How could I get by, by Peter and I can name all of them? What is the excuse in front of the Old Testament saints? What is the excuse in front of the New Testament saints? Are you guys there? These men and women went through, through certain dimensions of things, yet they never gave up. Your Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, some died not seeing what they believed, yet believed believe please note the word believing are you are you okay and so i want to help us by saying these words most christians are wounded in persecution not by the stripes that they take i'm going to say this again most christians are wounded in times of persecution not by the stripes that they take but by the lack of comfort in the heart of their brothers I tell you, when, we, when we've gone through times in our own life, and it's for many people here, the stripes you can take. But what most Christians get the deepest hurts in is the lack of compassion in the hearts of the brother, the hearts of the sister. Because when you do get crushed, the first thing you must develop is compassion. Come on are you guys. Okay. The Son of God, the Savior of the world is hanging on the cross. He's got all reason to judge those at His feet. But He says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're He doing. That's a crazy level of mercy. They're guilty, yet He doesn't pronounce guilty. He entrusts Himself to the one faithful. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, are you guys there? Let's just take a praise break. Just praise Him just for a moment. and as I was looking at this the Lord said the are following to me He said persecution creates endurance right. listen to the scripture but He said but we, we rejoice in our sufferings hey that scripture we must turn learn it we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance character and character hope and hope does not put us to shame And when I read it, the Lord said this to me. He said, character creates authority. Because whenever you can stand under pressure, your character gets shaped. When you can stand in the the reviling, when you can stand in the, think about Jesus. I want you just to picture the Lord just for a moment. I I want us to go back to Him the whole time. His beard is plucked out. He doesn't move. His, his, His head gets crushed with thorns. He doesn't move. He gets spit at, he doesn't move. He gets slapped in the face, he does not move. He gets smack on the back and his skin got teared apart. He does not say nothing. He's got a whole army, 12,000s of angels that can respond. If they would have responded, they would have killed the earth more than six and a half times over. Based on one angel that could kill 185,000. Yet he does not give the command because what he's busy doing, he's crushing, is freeing people. Come on, guys, are you there? Just give Jesus a better hand clap than what you guys are busy doing. So, most Christians, and this is the problem with most Christians these days, we've become so sensitive. Sensitive Christians are Christians that are not dead to themselves. Sensitive, I'm offended, not my way. Hey, it's not your gospel. This gospel will cost you everything. You have to lay down your life. You have to pick up your cross. You have to follow Him. That's the gospel. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. And so you have to know this because If you believe, if you believe what I'm saying to you tonight, then you have to understand, and I I want to get it out of you, is that most Christians have become so sensitive when we touch their comfort, they react in the offense. The The word offense is the Greek word scandalizo, and it means to be baited, to be hooked, to be trapped like a fish or like a bird. In other words, when we are offended, it means that we have chosen not to develop any more spiritually. Come on, are you there? So now think about it. We sit in the cage. We are trapped already. Now we look outside of the cage to our brother and our sister and we say, it's because of you that I'm trapped. It is impossible to lean that towards your brother or your sister. You must say to yourself, I am worthy enough not to be trapped. Come on, can you understand what I'm saying? Your potential and your purpose is, is of more worth than for you to be trapped by somebody else's flesh. No, be be trapped by your purpose, be trapped by your call of God upon your life. If the, if the arrow comes, you must be able to shy it away. And so... This Jesus that we serve, the, the, the real Jesus that we serve, the, the one that is worthy of all praise and all honor and all adoration, He lived a life in obedience to the Father. And as He lived a life in obedience to the Father, He lived like a man not of this planet. And that was exactly the point. He came to model something for us that you and I must not read about. We have to echo it. In other words, we must do what He has done. If He casted our devils, we must cast our devils. If, we, he, if He healed the sick, we have to heal the sick. If He was compassionate, we have to be compassionate. If He was long-suffering, we have to be long-suffering. Come on, are you guys okay? Jesus is the model. We are the followers. Oh, come on, just say hallelujah. So the food of Satan is the dust of the ground or the flesh of man. Because God said when He cursed, when he cursed the snake, He said, you will eat the dust of the ground. What is the dust of the ground? The dust of the ground is the flesh of man. So the Bible makes it very clear that Satan eats or the the demonic world eats from the flesh of man. The carnal man empowers Satan. Come on, are you okay? Because he can't come to your spirit if you're born again. And so often when, when you are persecuted, the result of it is that the church grows. Let me say, let me read for you. Philippians chapter one, verse number 12 says, I want you to know brothers that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. So whatever you are going through, the gospel is advancing. The church is growing. And what God is calling you to is patience under pressure. The word patience under pressure is the the word submit. Patience under pressure. Patience under pressure. Patience under pressure. Samson, and this is a this is a scripture that, that shocks me. Samson was called by God. Are you everybody okay? But the anointing left him and he knew it not. In other words, the person of the Holy Spirit left Samson and Samson didn't know it. And God needed to take out his eyes to get him back to breakthrough. And I would often say it like this, that God needed to take His sight to give him faith. Because often we, we limit our faith by what we see. And everything in the Christian life is not based on what you see, but what you believe. And when you believe it, you action it. See, the problem is most Christians, that's why we can help many people not, because they're not believing and, be, and they're not seeing, and because they're not seeing, they're not acting. Often when I see people struggling, I, I say, but your problem is you are looking at your account where you should look at your future. Come on guys, are you with me? You can't look to what you see, you look to what you don't see, and you act according to what you don't see, and you start to work according to what you don't see, and then that what you don't see becomes your reality. And this is no formula, there's not a formula to this stuff. The reality is, is that there is a, there's a Christianity that, that God is calling us, I believe more because my heart, you know what my heart burns for? My heart burns for an outpouring of God's spirit like we haven't seen before. And I, I said to the, I said during this week, I said to my team, you know, can we, can we go there please? Can we, can we cry out for the Lord that uh, God will part His spirit from on high not just as He has promised, because of course we want to see what He promised, but can we be the ones that God chooses in this hour? And I said it before and I'll say it again, there's something busy happening in, in, in power. And, um, and the reason why I know is because the spiritual realm has become pregnant. There's, there's, a, there's a thin layer, and God is, God is on the move. God wants to do things. But He's calling a new level of Christianity to come out of us. That cost us something. Come on, are you, are you guys there? Oh, I could just say amen uh, if, you, if you agree there. Peter said in 1 Peter 2 verses, 20, uh, 2 verses 23, he says, when, when, who, when he was reviled, reviled not in return. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. There, look at that scripture. When he was reviled, reviled not in return. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Come on, are you guys okay? Let me remind you about the words of Jesus. I'm gonna I wanna I want to help us. I want to remind us that the word of Jesus, Jesus said, take up your cross. Jesus said, If you love your life more than what you love me, you are not worthy of me. We Are you there? Jesus says, When you love me, take up your cross and follow me. If you love me, do my commandments. If you love me, do what I say. Do not be deceived, the word says, and hear it, do it. Are you there? Please note that nothing in the scripture is optional, it's a command. We treat it as optional. No, it's never an option, it's a command. Go and heal, go and pray, go and cast out, go and raise, go and give. It's commands, it's not an option. We made it optional because we want to stay in the realm of comfort. Come on, guys. We'll get to the prophetic, just okay. Just want to get you through the word. Listen, Jesus says, when you are persecuted, and I can tell you this is true because it, is, it happened to us. When you, when you are persecuted, the temporary and the eternal get separated. What really counts in eternity starts to count for you. Because you understand, and this is often the thing that happens, reality now often the thing that happens to us is when we go through one level of facing and, and, uh, and it's not it's, uh, I, would, I would say it tonight as well that you have to understand this is biblically accurate we can preach about the Goliaths we're going to take out but we have to understand the reward of taking out Goliath is the graduation to four others the graduation of taking Jericho is the graduation to go to I so whatever you conquer now, it is an, you have to learn something to conquer the next one. The reason why and I'm, the, the reason why people often stay in the wilderness all of their lifetime is because they've never learned the lesson first. And so they stay in a season of drought. And it's not God's judgment, it's their disobedience. Come on, are you there? When you go into a wilderness, you have to get out of there with power. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, but He came out with the Holy Spirit and with power. Come on, guys. And so results of the results of persecution in our life should be that we must have a fiercer stand for the Word of God. Are you there? I hate sickness. You know why I hate sickness? Because I know what it's done to me and I know what I did to my kids and I know what I did to loved ones other people that I loved when I saw, saw it so I hate sickness because it's not from God I hate sickness because the master hated it and I hate sickness because Jesus didn't die for me to stay comfortable with sickness Jesus died that I may contend against it. are you there? The fight, listen, let me say it like this. Often the fight is won in the 12th round. Because one thing I have learned about the devil is he backs off when a Christian becomes persistent. There's something about persistency when you do it again and again and you go at it again and 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 again let me let me help you with scripture the scripture says that the scripture says jesus says this woman comes to the judge the whole time the judge says let's just give her please what she wants unless she tires me out what is he saying he's saying there's something in persistency are you guys there and honest be to god you will face seasons that you that you don't want to wake up you don't want to fight you don't want to read that bible you don't want to pray but it's never about your emotion, it's about the Spirit of the Lord inside of you that's called you to it. And so, the first thing you must, you must conquer, and that's why you have to have confidence, you must conquer your soul. Take up your cross, the Bible says. The word cross is the word soul. Take up your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Bring it to me. Often, we are so critical to people that are in trouble and we say, Use this formula and God will help you. No, there's sometimes there's not a formula, guys. Compassion tells me that there is sometimes not a formula to what we want to see. You know, we have Christians that are very critical. A critical Christian is the worst type of Christian. Because what they do is they, they have the answer, but the spirit in which they operate is satanic. And what I mean by that is that is that they have the answer they say oh but god god heals but they have no compassion come on guys are you with me and i and i and i believe that that's that spirit of a lack of compassion is not jesus i believe that yes he is healing but with compassion come on guys are you there Often we want to be right, but in being right we are critical and in that critical state we're wrong. And the spirit of grace cannot come because it's not has got no place to rest on a judgment's heart. I want you to note that the same lady that was thrown next to Jesus was guilty of adultery. That Jesus doesn't pick up a stone, He writes in the sand. Why? He didn't come to save the perfect, He came for the sick. You and I are called to the sick spiritually, physically, and emotionally. It's our duty to heal. Come on, guys. And so, the results of persecution is this, a, a fierce stand for God's word. Hallelujah. A greater tenderness. A greater tenderness. I consider any person that has lost their mom. And I have got tenderness towards them because I know how it feels I consider anybody that has lost their doubt and have tenderness towards them and I know to not ask questions like how are you because see, those are the worst type of questions when you go through persecution how are you that answer you can't answer that honestly because if you really answer that the other person will be depressed are you there and often if you do answer that, the people that you answer answered to are not confident, they're comrades. And then what they do, they go tell other comrades. And you'll get hurt again. Come on, are you guys with me? And so uh, there has to be a greater tenderness. Come on, uh, have the love of God. Thirdly, there has to be a larger compassion. Compassion. Compassion compassion is never stagnant the Bible likens compassion to bowels that move come on are you there it means when you are compassionate you're never sitting you're always doing because compassion makes you move come on guys am I preaching to the right people tonight i I think if i if i put out the banner tonight come here this sermon our people might not like it but it's okay because we are going to get his power but you cannot get his power void of the crushing that is not christianity let me say it like this anything expensive coming cheaply should be questioned If you offer me, let me make it worldly. If you offer me a pair of good shoes and you tell me that's a hundred bucks, I'm going to tell you that's not the right stuff. You can say no, but it looks the same. I don't care. It's too cheap. Just because it's a hundred rand, I won't wear it anyway. So don't tell me the anointing is cheap. Don't tell me the call is cheap. Don't tell me the grace is cheap. You're not a prophet or a preacher or a pastor just because you can dress nice and have a mic. My God. No, you get crushed behind the scenes. You have to stand up time and time and time and time again. Come on, are you there? Can we say that? The call is in the crushing. If I took my own life as an example, I'll quickly give it to you in one second. God called me in 2004. He said, serve your dad. My dad chased me away when I come. When I eventually came to church in 2006, everybody chose me away. It said, ah, but he's here because of his father. No, I was here because of his, that father, not that father. And so, so I did what every young man that was full of sports would do. I was, I was very competition orientated. So I did what every every competition oriented person will do. I went around and asked people, so how much do you pray? How much do you read the Bible? And then I found out people don't read the Bible a lot. I found out people don't really pray. So I said to myself, what I can get in the secret place, people can't steal from me. Come on, guys, are you there? And I went into the secret place and I started to pray. And 30 minutes became an hour. An hour became two hours. Two hours became longer and longer and longer and longer. Eventually I was compelled to be of Christ. 18 months seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord. 2006, I encountered And from that time, He gives me a vision. He says, He shows me, he shows me a position. He says, he says to me in 2006, He says, I have called you to lead this church. I think to myself, "Oh, yes, thank you." And he, in the in the in the part of it, somehow I'll share some of In part of it, my heart says yes because I see the position. But it takes another seven years and before 2013 happened, and where I actually became um, appointed here or appointed in the process to take over. So God took seven years where I needed to read my Bible like a crazy person. When everybody else was watching rugby, I was reading the New Testament from cover to cover. I was studying my Bible. From 2006 to 2013, God be my witness. I read my Bible from cover to cover many times because I understood if I want to lead people, I need to know this Bible. didn't just stop there. I started to study. I got first degree, second degree. Got them quickly. Then I understood if I are going to run something as big as this I, and, and the other churches we have, I cannot just stay with uh, uh, something, you know, like a theology degree. That's going to help nobody. I need to go further. I need to get a master's in something. So I had, I got a master's and a master's in organizational leadership. I needed to understand. What am I going to lead? Because you can never lead people beyond the place that you've gone. Come on, are you guys Okay. Oh, come on. And I can tell you much, but I, I don't want to tell you too much. The, the point is, God called, caught me out in the call. He says, come, follow me. I said, yes. He never said the rest. If He would, I think I would have reconsidered. And the greatest temptation... On this planet, and I, and I won't say it because I'm being video recorded, but the greatest temptation is when you're in that place, that hard place where the call gets defined. It's that place where, because God will take you, where you have to ask the question, am I called by God? Every Christian has to go there. Unless you can answer that question of confidence, you are not called. Come on, are you there? Okay. Larger compassion. A lesser judgmental attitude. Listen, if you see a person in need and you don't have grace, there's something wrong. Come on, guys. Guys, are you there? Come on, a lesser judgmental attitude. Just say amen. Just say something, please. When you go through times of persecution, you have to have a greater love for God. When you go through persecution, you have to have a greater love for others. When you go through persecution, you have to understand the spirit of glory is about to rest upon you. Hear the, hear the, hear the psalmist or hear the, the scripture. Not everybody, and this is, this is important to understand, not, not everybody that is called will be tested the same. But nobody called is not tested. And I want to help people tonight because Jesus sent me an assignment here tonight. Jesus wants you to stand and lean. I'll say it again. He wants you to stand and lean. You have to stand on His Word. And you have to lean into His person. Because the honest truth is, you cannot carry the burden by yourself. You have to cast it upon the Lord, for He cares for you. You have to cast it off. You have to throw it to Him. He's got massive shoulders, and He's got huge compassion, but you have to shift it. Come on, guys, they there. The Bible says when every, if you've done everything to stand, stand therefore. That word stand therefore does not mean if you've done everything to stand, grit your teeth and stand. No. The Bible says if you've done everything, stand therefore. That word stand therefore means this. If you've done everything to what you know to do, if you've prayed all the prayers, if you've done all the anointing, if you've done everything you need to do, keep on doing it in the promise that He that is promised is faithful and give it over to Him. He cannot fail us come on guys it is a standing and knowing Him it is a standing and believing Him it is a standing and loving Him there will be days of high emotion and there will days be of whatever you go through however there's one that stands I want you to note when the first martyr died Jesus stood let me say it like this you know why Jesus stood because when a king stands it's a declaration of war so when Stephen died Jesus stood Oh, I can take that to many places tonight but as I was looking at this the Lord said this to me and I've got four more sentences and then I'll I'll minister to you I hope your heart is open I hope your heart is open listen to Lamentations 3 verse number 24 to 26 the Lord is my portion says my soul therefore I will hope in Him the Lord is good To those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. I remember a time and a day that, I've got four more things to say here. I just want to tell you, I remember a time and a day when my mom went to be of the Lord and and my mom was pretty before sickness wrecked her she was beautiful 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 lady some of the pictures still she was pretty i understand why my dad was crazy but she's she was pretty she had everything she was you know the bible says women were made you know she was made by god she had all the perfect things she was a beautiful lady beautiful i can understand why my diet my dad would drive from east london all the way to Bloemfontein and back on the same day crazy for a woman understand and during the time that I lost my mom and by, by the way I'm ministering to you tonight out a of place of healing not a place of anything else um, during the time that I, I I lost mom and it was days after, after like, my heart was not in a good place I was crying out to God I'm like Lord please show me something you know what what the heaven just happened here I don't have scripture for what happened here to us. and and I said Lord just show me something please talk to me and It was a month or so after that. I can't remember exactly the date or the time. But as I went to bed, I had a dream. And in the dream, my mom had a yellow dress and a black shirt. A yellow dress and there was like a black type of shirt on it. She She was young. She was about the age 35, somewhere there. She was full of life. And she twirled her dress like this. In the dream. And she said this to me in Afrikaans. She said, Luffy, cake. And she turned and she told. And in the dream I knew, no longer sick. No longer anything healed. It's what my heart needed to know. Mama's fine. She's with the Lord. And we're going to make it. are you guys okay I'll tell you a couple of year, months later dad went to be with the Lord and so as I minister to you tonight I'm going to minister to you strength your soul because the Holy Spirit in you has called you to great things but you must stand. you must persevere you have to be strong you have to be courageous you have to be valiant and you have to believe him when he says it because the formula might not look exactly like you want it to look. But by God, He that is promised is faithful. He's so faithful that He says yes and amen to His own sermon. Are you there? Same with my dad. I, you know, being prophetic is not always for you. But, you know, and what I mean by that is that it doesn't always count in your favor. Because you see things, you feel things. You can't always tell people. So, because they think, oh, we're weird. But anyway, the... I said of, my, said of my dad, I said like, Lord, please, I, I need to, you know, I miss him. I, <laughs> we phoned one another four times a day, often, just talk to him, did life with him. And uh, when he went to be with the Lord, I missed him so much. And, and uh, I said, Lord, please show me just something I, I need to understand. And, oh, and There's many things I can tell you. I, I'm just telling you as the Spirit of the Lord prompts my spirit to tell you. But well, one thing I can tell you is that one day I was busy praying and the Lord took me into the Spirit. And as I went into the Spirit, I saw my dad sitting. And he was sitting with a little small group. And he was playing his guitar. Next to him sat my mom. And there was a circle of people that I knew in the Spirit. I know these people. But I couldn't see their faces. But my Spirit knew their Spirit. I knew these people. These people I know. I knew them on the earth. But I don't know who they are. And my dad, in, the, in, that, in that vision, he just turned to me and he said be faithful keep going get the job done I want you to understand Jesus' first name that he calls himself is faithful witness he calls himself faithful before he calls himself loving faithful my question is will you be faithful will you stand Come on guys, are you there? You have to say yes to the question. Let me throw two, three things at you. Last month, it will give you a lot of life this. Holding a sword and a shield is a true posture of the Christian. Having the sword and the shield is a true Christian posture. Because you're fighting on one side and you're believing on the other side. Nehemiah was fighting on the one side, he was believing on the other side. And when we are fighting and when we are believing, we don't need the sunbalats and we don't need the Tobiases. The Tobiases and the Sanbalat spirits are demonic spirits that are assigned through people. that wants to get your attention from what you believe in. And they want to distract you for what you're fighting for. The spirit of Sanbalat and the spirit of the biases of the deadliest spirits on the planet today. The spirit of Sanballat has the ability to silence a nation. like with Goliath. Goliath, the spirit that operated through Goliath was the spirit of Sanballat. He, he silenced everybody until somebody rose up with the anointing. Said, here and no more. you don't speak over our people, we say to you now, who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine, that you speak like that against God's anointed people? Please note, when David addresses that spirit, he says, who are you that speaks? Are you guys with me? That gives me an indication of the demonic realm. The demonic realm functions on tyranny by voice, by suggesting things to you, by telling you lies, by giving you things that looks like the truth. You have to say, who are you? Anything that hasn't had the voice of compassion and the voice of goodness is not the voice of God. Come on, guys, say amen to God. Hallelujah. Two more things, two more things, two more things. Are you getting ready? Okay, two more things. I felt the Lord say to me this. He said to me, waiting is not passive. Waiting is not passive. Last thing I want to say to you. Or second last thing. If you are a well, which you are, and if you are a spring, which you are, you are a fountain that lives inside of you, right? The Bible says there's a fountain of life on the inside of us if you are a fountain what where is your outlet if you are a fountain where is the outlet the outlet is here that's why the first thing the Holy Ghost wants to take hold of is your tongue because how do you steer a ship with a rudder how do you you steer a soul with a tongue how do you steer a destiny with a tongue how do you steer a life with a tongue? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Many Christians have built a future for themselves according to their tongues. You have to break down what you've said. Because even if you've said it in disbelief, in you still produce faith. You have to break down what you said. Don't build a future that you don't want to live in. Hallelujah. Last one. You are never called to your pain. You are called to Christ. You are called through your pain. Unto Christ. Come on, hallelujah. Are you there? You're never called to your pain. In other words, your pain can never, ever become your label. I wish I had more amens than that. You are never your pain's label. You are not divorced. It's not your identity. Who told you that? Hey, how quick we are to label stuff. Oh. You are not, as soon as you dress it, you become it. Are you there? And I often, and I'll leave you with this last thought. What I often find is as soon as people dress themselves in it, they limit God in it. Now, when I'm, when i'm weak yet i am strong when i'm poor yet i am rich come on that's the faith are you guys there does it does it speak to your soul and as we go into this tonight i i i want us to focus upon the lord because the it's not according to what you see it has to be according to what you don't see and so the greatest ventures of god i believe is what when we veer into a road that we don't have all the answers for. As I said with my mom and my dad, one week after both of them passed, I was back here on this pulpit, staying faithful to the body of Christ. Didn't understand what was busy happening, but that was not the point. The point was I was called. He didn't dismiss me because of my pain. Come on, guys. Do you understand that? didn't dismiss me, didn't say the call stopped because you experienced something. No, he said, I'm going to use this for my glory. Continue. The good news is a couple of months later, I can tell you through perseverance in COVID, I have a church in Durban, a church in Cape Town. Why? Because we persevered. We stood. We stood. We stood. Victoria is bigger than what it ever has been. I'm not bragging in me. I'm bragging in the Lord. We had this morning, 3,000 people in our services. COVID, I was standing here. I was preaching to a camera. A couple of hundred people. I didn't even know who was there. Now, if I see a mask, I'm going to vomit. And you should say amen to that. When you see a mask, you must think limitation. You must think indoctrination. Master and save you. Jesus saves. No, that should have woo. We should have had so many more amens than that. My God. Are you there? I want us just a moment. What I want to trust God tonight as I as I prophesy and give words to people. I first wanted to, to get you to a place where you can understand that there is is so much blessing in the crushing but you'll have to pay the price there's a price to the anointing I said it before there's a price and I'll leave you with this thought he that has promised remains faithful all the time but this call that you've said yes to it's not about this life you are not of this world if you've forgotten you're gonna go through this world I honestly believe and let me come down I'll leave you with this I just want to prophesy and they're building my stage uh, next week or this week that I can actually come closer but um, I want us to understand this is that we're gonna build the stage a it out and you know ten years ago we put flowers in everything now you put lights in everything there's more lights what do you want lights LED um, what do I want to say I, I believe and I, I want I want to pray for people first like that and maybe maybe I can pray for you first like that one of my firm beliefs is this is I believe it takes one person to make a stand and the community can shift I believe because we've taken a stand in this place on about many things God can shape a community because we're standing are you there? and call me crazy but I do hear God and I believe that if you stand God can shape people around you because you're standing for the Lord come on are you there? it doesn't matter what's around us what is around us is not within us can I say that again what is around us is not in us what's within me must get into what's around me come on because you are a voice crying in the darkness and you are the light of the world please note and I'll really no, I'll, I'll shift to this everything Jesus calls himself he calls you I'm the light you are the light I'm the healer go and heal I'm the truth speak truth I'm life help of life he passes it on to us are you guys there everybody with me and so in this hour I, I first and foremost I, I feel almost like that before we we give word to people that I I just activate your faith tonight and and pray for people that you can stand that you can stand and here's the good news here's the good news you want the good news here's the good news when you go into any form of persecution get ready for heavenly visitations if it's from the Lord He's going to send you help and I'll give you a last testimony then I want you to respond I want to pray for you I want to pray for impartation the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse number 14 I believe it is uh, is it verse number 14 just double check me on verse number 11 Paul the apostle says I long to give you a spiritual gift so that you might be established the word established there is the Greek word foundation it means this it means I long to impart you a new dimension that you can go higher are you there? And so I can't impart my history of God, but what I can impart to you is the grace that He's given me so that you might be established. You can go stronger. I wanted to say something now for God. Oh, about the help of God. I'll give you one more testament. I remember during, this, during the season that I went through, and this has happened to me more than once, but I remember during, uh, during one of the seasons that, we, that I went through that, that, it was just a time of crying out to God, like, Lord, when are you going to help? When are you going to strengthen? I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. But in that season, I remember an angel of the Lord appearing to my, next to my bed. And as he appeared next to my bed, he had a golden fruit in his hand. And he bit of the fruit, and he gave me from the fruit, he said, eat. And I, bit, I, I put the fruit in my hand, and then he did something where He took the fruit, and he squashed the fruit in his hand. And he started to smear it into my body. And strength came into my body. And he said, rise up. Stand up. Are you there? So when you go through times, you must get ready for help. Because he will not let you go into anything. Let me leave you with Christian. Every Christian year, let me leave you with scripture. When Peter, James, and John slept, the angel of the Lord appeared. God will not send you without helping you. Come on. Are you there? You will never be sent without help. Whoever He gives vision to, He gives provision to. Hallelujah. Okay, let me stop. There's so much more I can say, but I feel the Holy Spirit say it's enough. So uh, I want to pray for people tonight that if you're in this place, uh, we can impart strength to you strength to your soul, strength to your spirit strength to that that you are that you may rise up again and you may take hold of God of all that you are are you there and let me trust the Lord you must shift now that that tune you've been playing that for 15 minutes Um, that you might be strong and you might become courageous are you there guys come on are you you with me here's a scripture that I that I would want the Lord still to, to get me to Bible says count it pure joy That's the other dimension of Christianity. Count it pure joy, the Bible says, when you face trials and tribulations. Count it joy. Joy. Hey Jesus, joy. Yeah, count it joy. Joy. I often query that, Lord, joy, joy, joy. How do you want me to be joyful? It's a dimension that the Holy Spirit must still unlock to us. Come on, are you there, guys? I preach to you honestly tonight so that you can be free so that you can know that you are in an earth suit you are a spirit you have a soul and you live in a body if you trust the Lord the father of your spirit you can live out this life victoriously courageously and powerfully and what he started in your life Philippians 1 6 he will finish Can we say that again what he started he's going to finish you believe Him? Okay, I want to pray for people. If that's you tonight, get out of your seats and come to me. Then we're going to move on into into other dimensions of flowing with the Holy Spirit. I want you to come tonight. Don't come tonight if you say I'm persecuted because I don't have Wi-Fi or I'm persecuted because of this or that. I, I want people to come that are hungry for the Lord and uh, that we can pray for you and really really mean what what we're doing here tonight. Are you there? So, can I ask the church, as I taught you last week Sunday, um, won't you there we are just to pray in the Holy Spirit if you can? Come on, there we are. Come on, guys, let's just lift our tongues. Just lift our tongues. Father, I want to thank you that right now you are the great, great Comforter. And Father, I want to thank you that in this moment, Lord, as so many people are are coming out, Lord, I want to thank you that in this night, Lord, that we can empower strength to people. In Jesus' name. And Father, I want to pray that in this moment, in this evening, in this night, Lord, that you impart strength to them in Jesus' name. Can we just pray in the Spirit? I just want to shift this atmosphere. Can I ask the church just to pray with? We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, in this night, we thank you for new strength. To every person in jesus christ's name i thank you lord for strength for the weary strength for the hurting strength strength to their souls strength to the inner man strength to their bones in jesus name and father i thank you as we lay hands tonight that divinely so that you impart strength strength come on let's just pray let's go just contest be sensitive with the drums, know. You're not sensitive towards the Holy Spirit. You're not sensitive. Get sensitive. Get sensitive on the keys, please. Sensitive, please, guys. Come on. Sensitive. Father, we want to thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for healing. Thank you for touching people tonight. In Jesus Christ's name. Father, we want to thank you, Lord, that you give strength New strength, Father. We want to impart to these people strength, Lord, in this night in Jesus Christ's name. Lord, I want to thank you for new strength, new strength, new strength, new strength, new strength. Father, thank you that you infused them. Rebetra boshira bakata tebiandro thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord thank you for the sons and the daughters thank you for the sons and the daughters <laughs> thank you lord jesus bora bakata tebiandro boshira bakata tebiandre rebetra boshira bakata tebiandro boshira bakar biandre bora bakata tebiandro boshera rebetra boshira bakata tebiandro boshira biandro bondara we thank you lord we thank you for your grace We thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Touch Him. Touch Him. Touch Him. I'll speak to you now. I have a word for you. Father, I just pray for grace, for fresh grace. Robonda rabacata te biandro, boshta rabacata te biandre. Rebeta raboshta rabacata te biandro, bokora rabacata te biandre. Rebeta raboshta rabacata te biandro, boshta rabacata Fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace, fresh grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for touching people. Fresh grace, Lord. Fresh grace in this night, in Jesus Christ's name. Fresh grace, Lord. Bora bakata to be under. bakata to be bakata to be under. bakata to be under. bakata to be under. Bushtera. Ribeendro bakata to be bakata to I hear the Lord say to me, turn around. a turn around now. The turn around has come. The turn around shall come. And the turn around shall happen. I hear Jesus say to me that the time of pressing, time of disappointment, the time of seeing it, putting your hands upon it, and not reaching it completely, that time has come to an end. I see you stretching out your hand to the Lord. You're crying out to God. say, Lord, where are you? Where are the promises that you've made? Where are they? And I hear the Lord say to me tonight, it's still alive. It's still alive. What I've promised you shall not fail. What I've told you shall come to pass. And I tell you the truth, says the Lord, that that that's been seemingly lost shall return you shall see a return upon your life and upon your family like you've never seen before. And I hear the Lord say to me, watch this month, watch next month, watch the month after as I work supernaturally in your life. For that that you've couldn't do before, I will help you to do so now. And I even see business and I see how the Lord is going to put his hand upon business and there's going to be a repayment. That what the locusts have stolen, that that the devourer has come to eat, that I shall restore unto you says the Spirit of the Lord and this will be known as a time of restoration this will be a season of great grace the gifts of God is going to come and rest again the gifts of God is going to become bright again and this night I hear the Lord just say to me son grace is sufficient for everything and in this night I empower you afresh and anew with a spirit of grace and you will know But I camp in front of you, I camp at your back, I camp at your left, and I camp at your right. Because when you said, Lord, where are you? I was present. When you called, I heard. When you asked, I answered. I am present, says the Lord. And though the enemy may form many weapons against you, none of them will prosper in your lifetime. For I see your days long before me. I see the suggestions of the devil coming to nothing. And I hear the Lord saying to me tonight, that even as i put my hands upon you tonight that fresh grace will come fresh peace will come fresh strength will come and as you rise in the morning you will know that he is the god that is with you all the days of your life you will know that he that has called you is faithful even when you said yes to the lord many years ago and now experience that again father i want to pray for new strength in this night in jesus christ's name i want to pray father that you fill him fill him with your fire fill him with hope fill him of strength Father I speak over this body and this night in the name of Jesus Father thank you that I can break the suggestions of Satan Father I speak of this body wholeness I speak of this body wholeness divine wholeness in Jesus Christ's name I speak Lord that this man will know that 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 you've promised is so in Jesus Christ's name Father I thank you for the family I pray that your hand of power will come upon them afresh and anew that they will know you Lord Afresh the God that answers them in Jesus' name.